This podcast, Growing Your Business with People, is aimed at providing an MBA in TA for CEOs, helping C-suite leaders understand real and practical ways to attract, hire, and retain great talent. Our show today has an executive who can speak directly to how should business leaders work with HR and talent acquisition to grow their business with people. Today, my guest, Sharon Vitti, CEO of ATI Physical Therapy, has a rich career in several amazing companies, including Ernst & Young Healthcare Consulting Practice, Brigham Women's Hospital, CVS Health, President of Minute Clinic, and most recently, ATI Physical Therapy, where she leads one of the nation's largest physical therapy organizations. Sharon's also a very real person. She's married. She has three kids in college right now. She loves to ski and paddleboard. Neither one of these hobbies am I any good at, right? And I know Sharon, uh, well, we've worked closely in, at CVS Health as a VP of TA, as well as ATI, uh, where I was a consultant. Sharon's passion for people, drive for patient outcomes, and incredible business savvy have always impressed me. So welcome, Sharon. Thank you for coming today. Welcome to our show. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Very good. So I know you have to uh, catch a plane pretty soon. So we're going to get right into things. Uh, okay. So I was hoping that you could tell us a little bit about what influenced you to join and stay in healthcare. I've been asked this question many times since I've been in healthcare for over 30 years. And it's been consistent throughout my whole career. Um, I knew at a young age uh, when I was in high school. Um, that I wanted to be in the healthcare area. I think it comes from my days with my nana and being a candy stripe, a candy striper at the hospital. And I just, I enjoyed the um, the environment, the vibe, and really just the idea of helping people. And so I've been in healthcare ever since. When I went to college, I pursued um, both my undergrad and then my grad with that focus. And uh, I've had the good fortune of being in many different health provider and healthcare organizations throughout my career. An impressive uh, career that's been, that's for sure. So, uh, you know, really excited to talk with you about some of the things, you know, as president of CVS Health's Minute Clinic, you had over 1,100 clinics nationwide. And uh, and CVS, uh, we were at the front and center of the pandemic. The Minute Clinic, the pharmacies were kind of like the tip of the spear uh, during some of the most tense and challenging periods. So could you describe for a moment what it was like during that time, what were some of your big challenges, some of your biggest challenges, including how is you as a business leader decided to approach recruiting when the marketplace for nurses was literally on fire? As with many leaders, uh, the pandemic tossed us for a, a loop. There were a lot of things that we encountered that we'd never encountered before or had historical experience with. And so one of the big pieces, which I'm so proud of um, is leading the, the testing for CVS in collaboration with many people across the enterprise. But we were one of the first organizations to stand up testing back in March of 2019, no, 2020. And uh, that was just the beginning of really rolling out a national testing program across multiple sites, all the minute clinics, many of the pharmacy sites. Um, I think we had over, um, I don't even know, we, we had over 5,000 testing sites. I can't remember at this point. <laughs> but in doing that, it was a great service to the communities and to help with the pandemic response. And um, folks that were, if you recall, back in the day, there was no testing. So standing up testing was a big deal. 
And it was an important part of trying to understand and manage the pandemic. And so with that, it was great that we had, I mean, I think I've got over 5,000 sites. Um, We had multiple programs. And what that brought was both an excitement and a lot of pressure on, 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 on the business. And the pressure was we needed people to run these testing sites. And so we worked with, we partnered with our TA team. Um, We got really scrappy around how we were thinking about bringing to bear very quickly. Um, We doubled our staff um, on the clinic side. And then on the pharmacy side, where we did our Send and Swab program, we additionally had to have, had to add thousands of folks. And this is all before we even got to the immunization distribution. So with that, um, I would say, you know, some of the challenges were, it, you know, we actually thought this was going to be a very temporary thing. Right. And so we did not want to overstaff. And so we we went between A, where there was access to, um, to LDNs, LPNs, NPs, RNs, right. and also where we could quickly fill a gap and then calibrate it accordingly. If the demand went up, the demand went down. So we went for, we went for contract labor. Um, which brings a whole host of other issues. But the TA team was diligent. They were scrappy. We had daily huddles. We had goals that we measured on a weekly basis. We had a SWAT team that really focused in on not only how do you source them, how do you recruit and hire them, how do you credential them, how do you onboard them, and then how do you manage them? So that was everything from you know, our credentialing team to our fields to our TA folks. We had both TA folks that worked with contract labor and then TA folks that were still trying to source folks that wanted to work at the, you know, work at the sites and at the clinic. So I'd say the, the, you know, the SWAT team approach, the data that we use to understand our progress, we work with multiple vendors um, to, to get this done. And I'd say the one thing that was really interesting is we, we stayed in that pace for two years. Yeah. Like it just kept building and then we got to immunizations and then we had to build there. So it was a, it was a, it was an incredible effort um, to get the staff to do the work that we needed to do to support the pandemic in our communities, both through testing and immunizations. And I would say we wouldn't have done it without the, you know, the partnership um, across the enterprise, but in particular with multiple teams of, of TA folks um, across the enterprise. Well, there's three things I remember from that period. One is I think I had more color in my hair before the pandemic uh, than after. I think it's a lot whiter now. Uh, The second is I remember a photo of you, I think, as Angela and Meredith all sitting in uh, some of the tents, the testing tents, getting ready, prepared to uh, to test, literally drive through testing at that point in time, I believe. I remember that photo. Uh, Well. And then I remember the daily daily huddles uh, and the involvement that you personally had in understanding what was going on within your organization because you knew that that TA was probably one of the more critical aspects. It wasn't the mo- the only thing you had to do, but it was a critical aspect of what had to be done. Definitely leading the collaboration between uh, between Minute Clinic and the uh, and the talent acquisition organization. You. And and that's one of the things I tell CEOs today is like uh, many times you may know who your top salesperson in your company is. You probably should. But how often do you actually know your number one uh, recruiter? If you use TA to enable your growth, then uh, then you really should be uh, quite involved and close to it. So thank you for that. That's a that's excellent. 
This podcast is brought to you by Paradox AI, also known as Olivia, recruiting's most advanced AI assistant. I used Paradox at my previous organization, and their team helped us create a candidate concierge experience that ensured a fast hiring process that still felt very human. We literally hired hundreds of thousands of people, many of whom were critical healthcare workers needed during the pandemic. She would let them know we had an interview or offer waiting and would help them navigate onboarding processes. Olivia made the experience easy and fast, two essential ingredients in recruiting great people. It's not just me. Organizations like McDonald's, General Motors, Unilever, and L'Oreal use this technology to create engaging and fast candidate experiences. Go to paradox.ai to learn more about the amazing things Paradox and Olivia can do for you. As you, uh, you know, have made the transition from CVS, and earlier this year, you took the helm as CEO of ATI Physical Therapy. Now, ATI Physical Therapy, for those who don't know, is one of the nation's leading physical therapy and re- rehabilitation centers with over 5,000 physical therapists and over 900 clinics nationwide. I know culture is super important to you, and you often have referred to the ATI way, a culture that promotes the patient-therapist connection and amazing outcomes for your patients. So, Sharon, could you tell us a little bit more about ATI, why you joined, and the culture that you're working so hard to foster? Absolutely. There are a lot of parallels between ATI and Minute Clinic, Um, and so ATI is a purpose-driven um, national practice that is focused on outcomes, evidence-based clinical guidelines, um, and access to care for patients. And so that, that fits into the national footprint and in all the work that we do. And, and I'd say on the PT side, I mean, rehabilitative medicine and this whole area is, is really important. It's, it's very under sort of, uh, it's sleepy. Um, but it has such potential. We think about, you know, instead of treating folks post-surgery, which we do a lot of, how do we think about getting them strong and helping them to prevent those injuries that lead them to more invasive care? So I think PT and it's PT is not expensive. I mean, it's a very reasonable, um, you know, a reasonable provider um, service. And so I think we as a as a, as a society and from a healthcare perspective, there's a tremendous potential to unlock rehabilitative medicine, physical therapy, and all the other therapies that come along with it to help people um, enjoy the lifestyle they want and to um, prevent further um, injury down the road. So that was really, you know, what excited me about ATI. And I've been, I've been so, um, you know, just happy to be here and to learn about the ATA way and the culture because, you know, people talk about it, but until you're there and you can't, culture takes a long time to build. So I've been really um, impressed with the ATI culture. And, you know, it's really how do we think about positioning ATI as a leader in PTA as a fun, great place to work, um, both for, for people to um, um, advance their career and also for people to have um, collegiality and, and and folks that create the ATI family. And so that's... Well, you're actually on your way right now to some uh, town halls and meetings with the folks. I mean, you, 
you get personally involved in uh, in getting to know all the people in this uh, in, in this organization. So, which is a big feat whenever you have that many people. It's not it's not easy to get your arms around all that, but that's very impressive. Yeah. So the whole um, executive leadership team we're doing town halls. We'll have done probably thirty of them in a six week sprint. And then I'd say the other thing is getting out to the clinics and connecting with people and seeing what that both the morale and the kind of the culture is. And so it's been very important. And I'd say, you know, as a new leader in the organization, also helping people understand what my vision is, both what I've learned about ATI and then where we need to go, both as a PT practice being disruptive in the PT landscape and also as as a practice that has been growing and evolving over a period of time. So I think I think the foundation was strong when I got here and continuing to create that with transparency, with communication, with getting to know the business on all um, you know on all angles, including the front line, is how you know how you reinforce and then of course um, continue to grow the culture. That's terrific. And and we know that culture is why many candidates you know, take a position within an organization. And that's certainly one of the main reasons why they stay. So if you think about uh, the bucket analogy that people often use, right? You know, if you're losing people, people are falling out of the bucket, your bucket has holes. The best way to to look at that, look at it as your culture. Is your culture one where people want to stay? And then as you grow, it's a lot easier to bring people in Whenever you have a strong culture that you can talk about, and that uh, and that makes your employees, your colleagues, want to refer others into your organization, so colleague referral programs become, you know, an intrinsic way in which you you know attract new talent who are going to be aligned with your culture to begin with. So, really excellent. Thank you so much for that. This podcast is brought to you by Seven Step a leading global workforce solutions provider that offers recruitment process outsourcing, MSP services to manage the flexible workforce, including suppliers and contractors, and total talent solutions for managing the entire permanent and flexible workforce supply. Their people are great, and so is their technology, particularly their Surveo Insights data and intelligence platform. It's really cutting edge, not only in how it brings your talent data together, but in how it draws deep, detailed, predictive intelligence. It's really like a crystal ball for your talent data. I used 7-Step at my previous two organizations, and their team helped us to launch a full-service RPO to staff healthcare workers, customer service reps, IT professionals, data science and engineering, digital design teams, along with aerospace engineers and manufacturing workers. Their talent analytics put data at my fingertips, which allowed me to see around corners and strategically plan for frequent and volatile market changes, including a global pandemic where we had to hire literally hundreds of thousands of people. Their deep knowledge and exceptional integrity allowed me to rely on them as a trusted partner across multiple lines of business. Go to 7stepRPO.com to learn more about the powerful things 7-Step can do for you. So the next question that I have is, uh, you and I work together uh, you know, with ATI, HRTA, marketing and operations teams to help really solve some significant staffing challenges. And I'll say we started to solve those. I mean, there uh, there's teams that are still working on st- solving those. Yeah. 
But for the listeners, the physical therapist market is extremely hot. I could not appreciate that before I uh, before I started working with Sharon. And the competition's fierce. The market's tightening. And at the same time, patient demand is growing. Uh, so this actually can be good news for businesses who can figure out how to hire more people faster. Can you tell us a little bit about your approach to leading and partnering with your TA and leadership teams and the impact that those have had uh, you know, in ATI? It's been a journey. I have only been at ATI for six months. So um, one of the most important levers we have in our business, we have more demand than we have supply. So that is good news to some extent. Um, and so one of the biggest levers we have is bringing on more physical therapists, which in turn will unlock that demand, take our time to initial evaluation down, which is critical to a patient's um, um, sort of treatment and recovery. And so our, my team, the team, when I came here was doing a great job. Um, they, um, I think people underestimated how difficult the labor market would be coming off of COVID in 2021. There was this influx of people. Right. So it's easy to hire people. And then all of a sudden that if it's that the switch changed very quickly when we got to the quarter four of 2021. So coming into 22, the targets were aggressive and probably a little over aggressive. But needless to say, um, it's an important unlock for our business. And so we had to team was doing a, a good job, but it's such a tough labor market. We had to shake things up. And so I think in partnership with Jeff and with the marketing team and with our out our external uh, vendor partner and um, you know our our existing TA team. We really looked at how do we diversify our approach. How do we look at different channels that we hadn't taken advantage of before? How do we target our campaigns to different types of candidates? You know, new grads versus established, starved markets versus saturated markets. And so, really, what we did is one. It was all about collaborating in a more deliberate way, creating a more data, not more data, but the right data and reporting so that we could have more accountability. And we were able to diagnose what was what was kind of where some of our challenges were. I think having a, you know, modifying our strategy and key messaging, like what, how do we differentiate? Why, what is the ATI way? Why do, why is, are we the best choice when there are multiple suitors out there? And then the, the, probably the most important thing was having an agile approach where we were piloting, adjusting, repiloting, or piloting and abandoning and moving on and doing that real time, um, you know, and through Jeff's partnership, he led a lot of that work, but it was really being very dynamic, very deliberate and like on top of it, you know, quickly learning, like, you know, fail fast, fail cheap, move on or make some tweaks and move things. And then I would say, you know, our last was to look at our spend, um, increase our spend where appropriate, and then make sure it was working efficiently for us. I think through the data, I would say we increased our effectiveness and we got more of our fair share than our competitors were getting. So that to me was a really good confirmation. I mean, we're still at it, so nothing's ended. We're you know continuing to iterate and be creative and innovative and all those kinds of things. But um, it definitely, although we're not meeting our targets, we are making progress and we are we are beating our competitors that are doing you know they're they're similarly com competing for the same candidates. I never love hearing that we're not hitting our targets, but no. uh, but I do like to hear we're beating our competitors. You know, this is a bit of a marathon, right? 
you know, it's not something that can be solved in 24 or 48 hours or even 30 days, right? Uh, some of the stuff, uh, like, you know, some of the rebranding work that you, that, you know, and, and, and promoting your employee value proposition in the ATI way and, uh, and really promoting the fact that, that you guys have lower patients per day per therapist, right? Things like that, they, you know, that type of promotion, it takes a while for it to get a hold of. And then the market's starting to respond to. So I'm I'm really glad to hear it. Uh, I'm I'm just thrilled to to see the progress. I'm glad to see that uh, Emily and Thad and uh, and the rest of the team and Carrie are still you know they're 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 at it and they're working hard to make it successful. So I'm really excited. And I would add two things. One, I neglected to say, you know, bringing in a fresh set of eyes was really valuable because we had looked at it one way, and so that was really valuable, and that was. When we brought in the consultant, it happened to be Jeff. Um, and then I'd say the other is some of the longer-term plays. I mean, there is um, some organizational investment, which we thought was important. And, and Jeff mentioned two of the new ads to the group. So, And then there's a long-term play, which I won't bore everyone with. But, you know, you can't just focus in on the moment. You've got to think about, as Jeff said, the long-term plays that'll, that'll uh, produce for you, not in the short-term, but in the medium and long-term. For sure. Well, that is great. This has been such a great, I, I could talk to you all day, but then you'd make your plane. Uh, and, and Sharon does know that I could talk to her all day uh, because I have before, right? Uh, so uh, thank you very much for joining us today, Sharon. Um, you know, in summary, some of the things that I really heard is that really uh, that, you know, as a leader, it's really important for you to become involved with your TA leaders and with your HR team to understand how people are part of the, the growth strategy of your organization. And that, uh, and that as you get involved, you can really understand and not only appreciate what's being done, but really you can help help clear out obstacles at times and, and enable a team to be able to be even more successful. Uh, the other thing that I, that I heard was that, that, uh, as a leader that, you know, this is an important part of your strategy and it's not just short-term, it's not just fill more people in the top of the bucket. It's thinking about the retention, you know, and the culture, those things are extremely important. And last and not least is that, uh, that TA strategies, both are long-term and short-term. Some of them have uh, immediate term impact that you need to go after, but some of them uh, are about sustainability. So putting in pl- things like uh, candidate relationship management tools and, uh, and, and longer-term value uh, EVPs and what have you, those things won't pay off in three months or even six months but they will have a long-term return on investment. So, so uh, is there anything else that you'd like to add to, uh, to some of my uh, synopsis or share? Did I miss anything? No, I think you're spot on. And, um, you know, there's a balance of patience yeah. and a balance of, you know, urgency, um, at least in our shop. And um, just managing the two of those through active leadership is probably one of the most important things. So Sharon, you'd like to have one final word. So go ahead and, uh, and, and, and give us your final thought. I, you know, I would say to any, any physical therapist, physical therapist assistants, and anyone in that space that has an interest in joining ATI, we're an awesome organization and uh, send in your resume. We'd love to, we'd love to uh, collaborate with you. There you have it. The CEO needs to be your number one recruiter at all times. So thank you very much, Sharon. Appreciate it. 
Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, Growing Your Business with People, a podcast where you can get your MBA in TA for senior business leaders. Thank you.